Today we're going to continue moving through interior freedom, and we're going to look at the relationship of interior freedom to the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity, or faith, hope, and love. So why are we talking about faith, hope, and love when we're talking about interior freedom? Well, faith, hope, and love are called the theological virtues because they connect us to God. And we can only acquire interior freedom to the degree that these virtues are developed in us. So just very briefly, this is not going to be an extensive description of the theological virtues, but I just want to give you some of the language that Father Jacques Philippe uses to describe these virtues and in interior freedom. Faith is the belief that God is God, that he is who he says he is, that the things the Lord has revealed about himself through the scripture, through the person of Christ, through Christian teaching, that these things are true. Hope is not, as we tend to think of it, some sort of vague sense that things will be better in the future. But it is confidence in the faithfulness of God, that God not only can, but will fulfill his promises. And finally, charity is the courage to love God and neighbor. And growing in and possessing these virtues, these gifts, this is what it means to be a Christian. Father Jacques Philippe says, Christians are first and foremost people who believe in God, hope for everything from him, and want to love him with all their heart and to love their neighbors. So something to reflect on would be, what keeps me from possessing these virtues? What keeps me from freely believing in God, freely hoping in him, and freely loving him? Often this is doubt and a lack of trust in God. When I say doubt, I don't mean doubting specific teachings um, or specific doctrine, but doubting the person of God. Right? Is God really good? Is he really my father? Does he really love me and want what is best for me? When you have doubts about the character of a person, it's hard to trust them, or you probably don't trust them. And then you're not necessarily going to do what they say. But when you have a trust and a confidence in who a person is, even when they ask you to do something that you might not quite understand, you can respond in faithfulness. And in the same way with God, he wants to build up our faith and our hope and our trust in him, that we might be able to love him more freely, love him without fear, without reserve. So I want to talk about the ways that God grows these virtues in us. Because the theological virtues are not things that we can sort of muscle through. I can't make myself have more faith, believe more. right? Only God can deepen and increase my faith. But there are ways we can participate in and respond to the Lord's work in our lives as he grows these virtues in us. And it's important to understand how the Lord works, how he grows these virtues, so that we can look at our own lives, at our own experiences, and say, Okay, Jesus. How are you strengthening my faith? How are you giving me greater hope? How are you drawing me more to love you than my neighbor? Because this is what Jesus is always doing. He's always pouring out his grace upon us. He's always um, wanting to grow in us faith, hope, and love and draw us closer to himself. So Father Jacques Philippe kind of gives us some, some categories to look at, some types of outpourings of the Holy Spirit that grow in us these theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. And he uses all examples from the life of St. Peter, Peter the Apostle. So we're just going to kind of go through those three outpourings, those three types of outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And now, you know, the Holy Spirit works, the wind blows where it wills. Um, the Holy Spirit works in many ways, but these are just sort of helpful categories that can maybe help us look at our own lives and understand some of what God is doing in our hearts. So the first outpourings that Father Jacques Philippe talks about are the joyful outpourings. And he says these are the outpourings that illuminate and reveal. The example he gives is the calling of Peter. 
So Peter, a fisherman, out doing his work, hears Jesus call to him and say, come, follow me. And by the grace of God, he sees that Christ is not just a man, right? Peter says in this gospel reading, no man ever spoke like this man, right? He recognizes something. He sees something. Something is revealed to him about Christ. And he's able to then respond in faith and follow the Lord. Another example from St. Peter's life uh, might be when Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And the disciples say, oh, some people say you're John the Baptist. Some people say you're Elijah, one of the prophets come back from, from the dead. And Jesus says, okay, who do you say that I am? Peter says, you are Christ, son of the living God. And the Lord responds to him and says, blessed are you, Simon. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Right? So this is a divine revelation, right? This is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not something that Peter understands um, by himself, but something that the Lord gifts him with, this revelation. And Father Jacques Philippe says, in these outpourings, the Spirit enriches us with a new presence of Christ and a new understanding of the meaning of our lives. At such times, the Spirit's main role is to enlighten us and awaken a response of faith. Right? So Peter has this revelation, this understanding of, of who Christ is um, by the gift of the Holy Spirit, not by his own doing. He um, is then moved to respond. Right? He knows, okay, I am meant to follow this man. This is what I'm supposed to do. He has an understanding of his own, the meaning of his own life. The second outpouring, the second type of outpouring of the Holy Spirit that grows um, the theological virtues in us, Father Jacques Philippe calls the sorrowful outpourings. And these are the outpourings that strip and impoverish us. I know that doesn't sound very fun. The example that Father Jacques Philippe gives is Peter's denial of Christ. So right before the Lord is to be crucified, Peter denies him three times, denies knowing him, denies following him. But the Holy Spirit uses this fall and weakness in Peter to touch him very deeply. Uh, I think this is so well done in The Passion of the Christ in this, in this movie. You see this interaction um, between Christ and Peter. And what's happening is Christ is in the Sanhedrin, and um, he's being accused of all sorts of things, of blasphemy, of speaking against God. And he's being beaten, and he just has, you know, sort of a black eyes and, and a bloody mouth. And Peter has denied him. He says, I never knew that man. And you see Peter and Christ make eye contact. And in that moment, you can just see, you know, the acting is beautiful here, that Peter feels the weight of this denial. That he, he knows his own weakness. He knows his own sinfulness. And he sees in the eyes of Christ mercy. He doesn't feel condemned, right? But he sees that even in his weakness, he's loved. And I think a really good sort of um, understanding of how this brings hope to Peter is to look at this uh, in opposition with Judas, right? So Peter and Judas both deny Christ. And it's not like one denial is worse than the other or that Judas's denial is worse so that he, he can't be saved, right? It's, you know, there's nothing for him to do. Um, because what happens with Judas is he feels the weight of the sin and then he hangs himself. So he doesn't turn back to the Lord. He doesn't have hope. But Peter feels the weight of his sin and he repents and he turns back to Christ because he knows that Christ still desires his salvation. Christ wants to keep the promises he's made and that he will forgive him. There's the hope of forgiveness. Peter understands in that moment that nothing he can do can separate him from the love of God, that the Lord always wants to take him back. So we see the difference in the responses there. So like the way we cooperate with grace matters. And Father Jacques Philippe says that the sorrowful outpourings, our sins, our weaknesses, they're infinitely profitable because they show us our powerlessness and oblige us from then on to trust exclusively in God's mercy and faithfulness. Hope is the virtue of people who know they are infinitely weak 
and easily broken and rely firmly on God with utter trust. So even our weaknesses and failings, the Holy Spirit uses them to um, renew in us the hope in God's mercy and to trust him more deeply that this is not something, you know, salvation is not something I'm working out all on my own, but this is something that the Lord wants to um, do for me, that he wants to do with me. The third type of outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Father Jacques Philippe calls the glorious outpourings. And he says, these outpourings confirm and fortify us. So they sort of strengthen us in the love of God. And they build up in us the courage to sacrifice, the courage to love, the courage to sort of give everything, to give our whole lives to Christ. And the example that Father Jacques Philippe uses from the life of St. Peter is Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in tongues of fire upon the heads of, of the disciples. And Jesus says of this moment, right, that you will receive power from on high. And what is that power? Father Jacques Philippe says, this is the power of charity, the fire of love, the courage to love God more than anyone or anything else, and to consecrate his being Peter, to consecrate his life, to serving his neighbor through preaching the gospel. So we see that Peter receives this gift, this grace of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And then what does he do? He goes and preaches. This is the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles. Um, he goes out speaking, preaching Christ, healing in the name of Jesus, and doing all these things that are probably seen as crazy, and not everyone is going to respond very positively to that. So he goes to speak boldly of Christ, and he also goes to suffer. And it's this grace of charity, this grace of love, this virtue, this theological virtue of love that enables Peter to suffer for Christ. And not only Peter, right, but, but all the, the apostles and the disciples who go out preaching the gospel. And the same is true for us, right? The, the charity, the love of God enables us to endure suffering for the sake of the gospel. So the Lord wants to grow in us the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, that we might more freely love him, that we might more freely give our lives to him. And he does this in different outpourings of his Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to take a moment and ask the Lord in prayer to show you how in your own life and the things that are really going on for you, how he is building in you the virtues of faith, hope, and love in order to make you more free to love him in return.